Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Max Q. I'm your host Ian here, and today we have another episode. It's gonna be a bit of a long one. We're gonna be talking about all the things that have happened over the past two weeks because some pretty major things have happened. Um, I was only planning to do just this past week, but since Deer Moon was the the Cooper Deer Moon was announced, uh, what was it last week? Um, I have decided to make it into two weeks, and so yeah. Alright, so today we are also trying out something new. We're going to be using GarageBand to record the podcast, so if the audio sounds a little different, that would be why. Hopefully it sounds a lot better than just recording it straight through Anchor, but who knows. Um, but if you uh, if if it doesn't sound right, uh, please send me feedback. Um, I would love to hear some feedback about that. Um, but anyway, moving on to some Starship news. Uh, so... On uh, December 8th, the Dear Moon crew, uh, it's a nine-person crew going around the moon. Um, it's basically just a bunch of creators uh, that Usaka Maezawa has put to, pulled together, and they're all going to fly on Starship. Uh, I think it's gonna, I think it's probably going to end up being like the second, uh, second or third uh, orbital uh, crewed orbital uh, Starship. So it's going to be it's going to be a bit of a, uh, a huge deal. So first off, uh, let's go through the crew here. Uh, we have Usaka Maezawa, who is the basically the person who is uh, who founded Dear Moon, who bought, who is paying for all of this. He is a Japanese billionaire who flew on Soyuz last year, and he is forty-seven years old. And then you have Steve Akoi. I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that right. Um, he is an American DJ. Uh, he is forty-five years old, and he. Um, I don't really know much about him. I've actually never heard of him before, uh, but I know like a, at a lot of his concerts, I've heard that he like throws um, cakes out into the uh, out into the crowd. So that's that's really the only thing I know about him. Um, then you have uh, Tim Dodd, who everyone that's listening to this podcast should know who he is. Like if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know who he is, look him up. Uh, he's an American YouTuber. Uh, he's uh, the, he's, he runs the everyday astronaut. Um, he's 37 years old and he basically follows literally everything space. He, um, yeah, he's, he's a really cool person. Uh, and then you have Yemi AD, who is a 41 year old such choreographer. I have horrible pronunciation today. I am very sorry about that. Uh, and then you have Ryan and Adam, who is an English author and photographer, uh, who mainly works with Polaroids. Uh, she had, uh, yeah, she has like two books on polar on uh, Polaroid Polaroid cameras. Uh, she is thirty seven years old as well. Um, and then you have Karim Ilya, I think that's how you pronounce that, who is an English wildlife photographer at the age of forty two, and then. You have Brendan Hall, who is an American documentary filmmaker. He does, he basically goes out and does um, basically just kind of nature photography, nature documentaries. Um, he, he does all kinds of really cool stuff. Um, I don't know his age. I couldn't, I couldn't find that. Um, and then you have Dev, Dev D. Joshi, who is an Indian actor at the age of 22 years old. He mainly portrays as superheroes in a lot of movies. Um, and then you have, uh, 
top or Choi Sang Yoon, I think that's how you pronounce it. He, he is a Korean musician and actor. Um, he's also an art collector at the age of 35. Backup crew is uh, Caitlin Farrington, who is an American snowboarder at the age of 33, and then Miyu, who is a Japanese dancer at the age of 25. So during this announcement, I do not know, like, all this information, take kind of all of this with a bit of a grain of salt, because I wasn't really able to find much information on a lot of these people, um, especially those, like, last few, um, but when they when Dear Moon announced this, they put up a YouTube video. And then they ended up releasing it, like, uh, way too early. They, they had no, uh, it's like, they just randomly released it, no, like, other kind of announcement. And then, like, they pulled it down. Um, it was like, wait, we didn't mean to do that. <laughs> and so that was very, uh, that was very interesting. Um, and then, uh, moving on to some other Starship news, uh, uh, ship 26.1 was moved over to Macy's, um, not Macy's the store, but Macy's the, uh, the old gun range down in, Sp down in, uh, Boca Chica that's now owned by, by, uh, uh, SpaceX. They do all kinds of different testing down there, uh, mainly cryogenic testing and proof testing over there. Um, that happened on December, December 13th. Um, I think it's I think it's actually like really annoying that there's a uh, ship twenty six point one because ship twenty six is already like just super stupid like I hate that thing it is so ugly but we're gonna we'll get onto that uh, a little bit later in the show um, on December fifteenth uh, ship twenty four had a um, had a static fire uh, one engine um, SpaceX released this amazing video I'll link that down in the description below but. It was, um, it was really amazing. It was an amazing video, just top-down view of the, uh, the static fire. It looked really cool. Um, then later that day, Booster 9, which I totally was not expecting this, uh, rolled out to the pad. I was expecting them to roll out Booster 7, but I'm not sure what the status on that is anymore. But when they rolled out Booster 9, there were no engines. Um, I don't think there was any kind of, like, avi- there's no avi- I don't think there's any avionics on it at all. I don't think any of the rockets have any avionics. I'm not sure though. Can't confirm that. Um, but it was it was pretty interesting because, like it, it's like it's not even complete. They have a complete booster out. Um, I'm not sure what the whole status on which booster is flying now. I'm thinking it might might be B nine, um, but it could also just have the same thing as booster eight where it rolled out to the pad for about a week and then it rolled back to. Um, the Sanchez site, um, which is on the other side of the build site is kind of weird. So I'm hoping what I'm hoping, really hoping that, uh, that they're not planning on doing any kind of testing with that because I really want to see booster seven fly because it's, it's a complete booster. So yeah. Um, but I said, we would get onto ship 26 later in the show. Uh, it was fully stacked. Uh, I think it was like, I think it was on the, 15th that it was fully stacked but oh my gosh it is the ugliest starship to ever exist it has no flaps and it has no tps tiles but it has all the pins for everything 
and this it's been it's basically been trolling us. SpaceX has been re really just trolling us with this uh, with this rocket because like there's just been so many different things with it that's just like what on earth are they doing because they moved it from they moved the nose cone for it from the nose cone yard to the ring yard then rolled it out in the back to the um back to the back to the nose cone yard and then rolled it back to uh through the tents to the ring yard and then and then they stacked it and it's just been it's just been like what on earth are they doing with this thing so i'm thinking it's either a uh, a lunar mock-up uh gen 2 like an actual lunar mock-up either that or they're testing or they're doing some kind of propellant uh testing with it um like the the fuel uh, like a fueler um but I, I really have no idea what they're doing with it but uh moving on to some of the launches that happened this week because there were a lot of them um abl scrubbed many times rocket lab scrubbed many times so abl uh, they're they've been having many issues with their launch attempt up in alaska um, they were having issues with the faa and then they finally got faa approval and then they just keep having all kinds of issues they've gotten all the way down to like two minus one second scrubs um but yeah it's i'm hoping they're now their uh launch is not scheduled till uh next year like next the like i think it's like the first week of 2023 but rocket lab has also had a bunch of issues with their first u.s launch so they've been launching from new zealand and now they have a pad out in uh, wallops virginia and they've been trying to launch there for several weeks several weeks now um so that's supposed to happen uh by the time this podcast goes live that's supposed to happen tomorrow um but i i have no idea i i i have a strong feeling that it's gonna end up scrubbing but uh, Terran 1 also went vertical, which is Relativity Space's uh, 3D printed rocket, so that was really cool. Um, then SpaceX had their first OneWeb launch. I think it was their first. Might have been their second, but I think it was their first OneWeb launch on December 8th. And then Relativity completed the Terran 1 wet dress rehearsal, which is where they basically fuel up the rocket do it like all the um basically go through the countdown all the way to do t minus like i think it was like t minus 10 seconds all the way like kind of all the way through terminal count and then it's basically just like launching but without the actual lighting of the engines and launching so yeah that was pretty that was uh that's that's pretty cool so i'm hoping that is going to launch sometime in january and then, yeah, so on December 9th, uh, SpaceX launched the Hakuturo R satellite on Falcon 9. And then they also had a launch uh, on, was it the 15th? No, it would have been the 16th. Um, on the 16th, they launched NASA's SWAT mission. And then they were also, they were supposed to have three launches that day. And then... They were supposed to have the Empower launch and then a Starlink launch. Those were supposed to be within 18 minutes of each other, which is like, yeah, no, that is definitely not going to happen. Um, the Starlink launch ended up scrubbing. It's now, um, I think it's actually supposed to be for today as of recording this. I'm not sure, though. But, 
yeah, so it was pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, so now the thing that you've all been waiting for, Artemis 1 Splashdown. So on December 11th, uh, Orion re-entered the atmosphere and Splashdown, completing the 25-day, 10-hour, and 53-minute mission, traveling over 1.3 million miles with a re-entry speed of 24,500 miles an hour, or 35,429 kilometers per hour, which is also Mach 32. So who's really fast? So let's go into a bit more about Orion. So the Orion capsule's center of mass is just off-center just a little bit, uh, which is how most capsules are, so that they can have control through re-entry. So specifically on Orion, when it re-enters, they have all control over it just by spinning the rocket. Um, so when they spin the rocket in one direction, they can actually control where it's going to go. And so that's how they're able to control the rocket when it's re-entering, or whenever, when they're, how they're able to control the capsule when it's re-entering. Um, re-entry is also pretty unique. It uses a uh, skip re-entry, so it kind of just kind of glides along the uh, the ap the atmosphere a little bit, just kind of co comes in, re-enters a little bit to slow it down, because if they were to just go straight through the atmosphere, it would totally just break apart, um, because they're going, like, because, like I said, they were going 39,000 39, kilometers per hour, you're not going to be, that's not a survivable re-entry. That's like, that's, that's like orbit speeds. Like, you don't want to be re-entering the atmosphere at orbit speeds of like geostationary, which I think is, I think that's like geostationary orbit uh, speeds. There. That's, that's around the, that's around the speed of uh, Hubble, I think. Um, and then, so it, it'll bounce, kind of bounce off the atmosphere and then it'll come down and uh, re-enter, like have its second re-entry. Um, and then it ended up re-entering, splashing down uh, in the Pacific Ocean, just off the coast of uh, Baja, California. Um, everything, everything went great. Uh, they had a minor issue with one of the, uh, like one of the uh, stabilizers. So when it, when it splashes down, they have a stabilizer for it. Um, that didn't, Four out of the five uh, inflated immediately, and then the fifth one inflated like about two minutes later. So yeah, it, all in all, it was a very successful mission. Um, everything went great. So yeah, kudos to NASA on that. We have we have gone to the moon again. Um, Artemis two is now planned to be hopefully in twenty twenty four. Although I I highly doubt it will actually launch in twenty twenty four. Twenty twenty five seems a little bit more likely because of what just happened this week. So earlier this week, they had the first RS-25E engine firing. So that is this is one of the engines that's going to be flying on SLS for the second, um, for Artemis II. Um, they had a bit of an issue with it. it. It didn't fire for the entire time that they were expecting it to fire because it was supposed to fire for, I think it was like eight minutes and then six, I think it was like six or seven minutes into the firing it had a very hard shutdown, which could have been catastrophic. It could have blown up. So they're, I have a feeling that's going to cause a fair amount of delay. Um, but it could, it could turn out to be like not really that big of a deal at all. So hopefully, hopefully it wasn't, hopefully it didn't end up being that big of a deal, but who knows? So now for the probably arguably worst space event of this year, like, 
oh my gosh, like, because I think Nauka was last year. So the Russians are always just doing something to just destroy the ISS, to try and destroy the ISS. Um, this week we had their, uh, another attempt from them to destroy the ISS. Now, okay, get me, I, I want to be clear here. They're not actually trying to destroy the ISS. They're having just a bunch of issues. So back in, the story kind of starts back in 2018. This is a bit of a long rant, so bear with me. Um, back in 2018, uh, there there was a Russian EVA where they ended up just drilling a bunch of random holes in Soyuz. Like, I, I, I don't know why. It's just like, why on earth would you do that? That is incredibly stupid. Um, but they did it, so... It's behind us now, and then and then they ended up trying to blame it on one of the NASA astronauts for going through a mental breakdown. It's like, bruh, that's that's not okay. And then in 2020, they had I think it was 2020, might have been 2021. I think it was 2020 though, where they had an issue with a leak in Zvezda, which is the main module on the ISS. Um, they there was a leak in it and there's leak in the ISS. They didn't know where it was, but it was in Zvezda. They all went into Zvezda, lock cleared out all the other modules, um, locked locked those down, and then they were losing air and they noticed and so they ended up getting a bunch of tea leaves. Instead of trying to find it in a more com- like conventional way of like using a leak detector, they ended up just grabbing a bag of tea leaves. And seeing where they went, which is not good because that means the leak was a bit more sizable than uh, desired. Actually, a, no leak is desired. Um, but yeah, it was just like, that is like, what on earth? And then last year, um, 2021, Russia launched Nauka to the ISS. And there were a bunch of issues there. It had a bunch of issues getting to the ISS. And then when it finally got to the ISS, it tried, um, a lot of people said, aggressively undocking, where it fired all like full power its of its thrusters at the ISS, causing the ISS to go into like a spin where it, uh, it was... I can't remember the exact uh, how many revolutions a minute it was, but it was it was a bit insane. So like uh, it was just like what is wrong with you? And then and then this year there was a Russian EVA that was supposed to happen um, sometime earlier this week. I think it was on the fifteenth as well, um, where they were going out, and then all of a sudden there was just particles flying from Soyuz which is which was a crewed spacecraft like that is not good um but it, it was just like continuous particles just flying shooting out of the spacecraft I'll link a I'll link a, a video in the description below you have to see this it is it is insane just what was going on because there's just so many particles just flying out of this uh spacecraft it's it's not like there's just like a small leak. It was a huge, um, huge uh, leak. And it was just like, what? Why? Like, like, Roscosmos, please fix this. Like, you're going to end up killing a bunch of people with all of this because, like, this is not, this is not okay. Like, yeah. So, sorry for going on that, like, really long rant. I, 
have a problem with going on long rants about Russia destroying the ISS. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, I'll be back here in two weeks. I am taking a break next week because there's probably not going to be a whole lot of news that comes out. But I also need some extra time to script for my for my end of year show, which is going to be a bit of a long show because it's going to be covering all of the space news from this year not all of it but the major news from this year um just kind of seeing like what everyone was kind of expecting from the beginning of the year and then um just kind of showing what actually happened this year so yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a cool show uh make sure to tune in for that one um but until then i'll see you next time see ya